Hello and welcome to Truth Talks, brought to you by South African author, theologian and church leader, Dr. Christopher Pepler. The last few months, friends have been sending me several videos of people testifying to their out-of-body experiences of a life hereafter. Now, what are we to make of them? Are they biblical? Do they contribute to what we know of spiritual things or the character of God? Or are they something else altogether? And by something else, I mean, are they self-serving flights of fancy? Or simply the products of brain chemicals and processes? I have to say right up front that I've been less than convinced by the latest YouTube offerings and books. But I also confess that a book about a near-death experience, let's call them NDEs, ranks as one of the books which have influenced me most. The book is called Return from Tomorrow, and it is by a Dr. George Ritchie. Many years ago, George Ritchie, Ritchie's book later prompted me to research the subject a little. And the best of the several books that I read at that stage on NDE are Life After Life, which was a 1974 book by Dr. Raymond Moody, and a 2012 book, Proof of Heaven, by Dr. Eben Alexander. Now, both of these men were respected medical doctors, Moody, a psychiatrist, and Alexander, a neurosurgeon. More recently, three academics produced a paper titled Towards a Neuroscientific Explanation of Near-Death Experiences. Hmm. They contend, as I'm quoting here, recent studies employing deep brain stimulation and neuroimaging have demonstrated that out-of-body experiences result from a deficient multisensory integration at the temporoparietal junction. Wow. Well, in my simple book, this is just an erudite way of saying, hey, it's all in the head, Fred. Now, neither Dr. Richie Moody, nor I have to add, agree with this conclusion. And I'm going to have something to say about this later. But in the meanwhile, the three academics did save me some scratching around and researching by listing common elements experienced in NDEs, and here they are. One, a panoramic life review, where your whole life sort of swirls around you and you see everything you've said and done and thought. Feelings of peace, seeing a dark tunnel, experiencing a bright light, an out-of-body experience where you sort of look down on your, on your physical body, meeting with spiritual beings, and interacting with dead loved ones. They also identified five stages of NDEs occurring in the following order. One, feeling of peace and well-being. Two, separation from the physical body. Three, entering a region of darkness. Four, seeing a brilliant light. And finally, five, going through the light and entering another realm. Of course, there must also be a sixth stage of returning to the body, otherwise there would be no NDEs to evaluate with them. So from my reading and reviewing, I could add a, a few more commonalities to the experiences, but the list above uh, that I've just read out to you is enough to solicit two pertinent observations. Firstly, this is an awful lot to attribute solely to brain processes and chemicals, isn't it? Secondly, the accounts of Moody and Alexander do not support the limitations of five stages of an NDE. Their findings are not limited to this orderly process, 
And although they are both medical scientists, they firmly identify the NDE as a spiritual experience of a reality beyond the dimensions of space and time. In essence, NDEs are similar in many ways to visionary experiences recorded in the Bible and indeed throughout history, where visionaries and seers have claimed similar, if less intense, experiences while in meditative states. Even those who experiment with hallucinogenic drugs claim something akin to an NDE. So I can understand that if, as it appears to me, the precondition for such an experience is a state of mind, where brain waves have moved down the frequency scale to the theta band that's four to seven pulses per second. I kind of see it in the, that sense where the mind gets into such a meditative state that uh, it's able to comprehend different things from different dimensions. See, those who report NDEs resulting from trauma or sickness would be functioning even lower down the scale in the delta band. That's unconsciousness or even coma. And in these low-frequency brain states, the barrier between the physical and spiritual appears to weaken or even collapse, and the person is able to experience a form of ultra-dimensional reality. Now, to appreciate what I'm about to explain, you'll need just some insight into an essentially Hebrew tripartite three-way view of creation. So, in this scheme, what the ancients called the first heaven is the physical world. And what they call the second heaven is the abode of spirits, and I'll refer to this as the spiritual realm. And the third heaven is where God and angels reside, and I'll call this the heavenly realm. In terms of this cosmology, of this understanding, humans have a close interface with the spiritual realm, but we can only enter the heavenly realm if invited and assisted from above. So, some examples of this. The Apostle Paul obliquely refers to this when he writes that he was caught up into the third heaven. That's the heavenly realm, right? And then he says, whether it was in body or out of body, I do not know. And that's in 2 Corinthians 12, verses 2 to 4. Now, it seems to me that many ND accounts contain references to the spiritual realm. For instance, leaving their bodies and seeing their physical forms down below them, uh, interacting with spiritual beings and people who have died and so on. Those who claim to have entered the heavenly realm describe a place of light where they encountered angels and even God himself. They usually report that they were assisted to enter this realm by an angel or, in the case of Christians, by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. They often record that they entered the heavenly realm through a dark vortex, you know, a spinning uh, funnel which they usually describe as a tunnel of some sort. Some describe tactile sensations, things they feel. Most report audible inputs, things they hear, either in non-physical form or some other form. But they all report seeing things. Strange thing is that almost all of them claim to see beautiful scenery, colorful spiritual creatures, animated flowers, communicating animals, and so on. And even the biblical seers reported seeing things that resembled known physical objects, you know, earthly objects. For instance, Ezekiel saw creatures with four faces, each accompanied by an animated wheel. He saw a valley of dry bones that came to life. He saw a bronze man with a linen cord and a measuring rod. 
He saw a river flowing from the throne of God, things like that. The Apostle John recorded at the beginning of the book of Revelation that he was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, when he heard, saw, and experienced the power of a wide range of extraordinary men, beasts, angels, and bizarre scenes which play out throughout the whole book of Revelation. Why did these prophets speak of things resembling earthly creatures and objects or strange combinations of these earthly things? Why do people who have experienced NDEs also speak of heaven as a material type of place full of familiar earthly things? Is heaven a space within the physical creation that scientists have not yet been able to detect even with Hubble and James Webb telescopes and so on? No, this can't be. For consider what Paul wrote to the Ephesians. He wrote, We are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the despotisms, against the powers, against the masters of the spirit who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of weakness in the heavenly, that's the supernatural sphere. That's the amplification version of Ephesians 6.12. He spoke about realms and a sphere which were totally unlike the material world we live in. Consider also the following three scriptures. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. He writes, I has not seen, no mind has conceived, but God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. Ephesians 3.20. He talks about more than all we can ask or imagine. And in 2 Corinthians 12, 4, Paul writes that he heard things so astounding that they cannot be told. Now, I've quoted these texts out of the immediate context of each one, obviously, but the principles hold good. As humans, we cannot comprehend, let alone express, the things that exist in heaven. This is because we are three-dimensional creatures living within the fourth dimension of time, whereas the spiritual and heavenly realms are multidimensional and timeless. We just can't describe what we cannot comprehend with our minds. And in any event, we have no words in our, in our languages to, to give voice to the things that we see. So, for God to communicate effectively with us within the heavenly realm, he would need to show us things from our frame of reference that catch something of the reality of the experience that we are involved in, some, some worldly connection that we can kind of use to flesh out what's happening to us. Therefore, some NDEs include visions of green hills and gently moving flowers and so on. But rather than being literal objects, these convey rather the idea of peace and tranquility that exists in the heavenly realm. Some people report experiences of a place of fire, torment, or absolute darkness, and these signify the, the hell of separation from God. If someone asks me if I believe we will see our loved ones and pets in heaven, I have to respond and with an honest, I, I, I just don't know. But what I do know is that heaven will be wonderful, and here's it, wonderful beyond our imagination. Wonderful beyond what we can conceive right now. My opinion is that we will interact with everyone who has died before us, who was born again of the Spirit, in Christ Jesus, whilst on earth. Much as I would like to believe the contrary, I do not believe that we, there will be animals in heaven, because animals have bodies, sure, and they have souls, that's minds, but they're not spiritually alive. 
So, what should we make of NDE accounts? Well, I mentioned earlier that some stories of heaven are probably made up or greatly embellished, uh, and we shouldn't give any heed to those. We should also be very wary of details or insinuations in NDE accounts that do not line up with biblical revelation. For instance, purported messages or experiences of salvation contrary to a salvation by faith in and through the Lord Jesus Christ eh, shouldn't buy into that. I'm also very skeptical of accounts that include a call to buy a book, subscribe to a blog or, or something else related to self-gain. On the positive side, I'm always encouraged when I read NDEs that result in the personal experience of a radical life change leading to a lifestyle of intimacy, trust and obedience in and with Jesus Christ. I treat NDEs the same way as I regard modern words of prophecy. I test them against the biblical revelation of the Lord Jesus, discard the parts that miss the mark, and I treasure the rest. So, so here's a request to you. If any of you listening to me, or if maybe read this article on truthistheword.com, and you've had an NDE, a near-death experience, then I would really love you to comment so that we can learn from each other and we can be encouraged in our lives as Jesus followers. God bless you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Truth Talks from Truth Is The Word Ministry. If you'd like to share your views, read up on related topics, or purchase one of Dr. Pepler's books, please visit his blog on truthistheword.com. And remember, truth talks.